Hi everyone, Joshua here. Two weeks ago, we told you rather mysteriously that Global Questions was undergoing some big changes. Well, today's episode is dedicated to one of those changes, and I hate to say it's a little bit of a sad one. Global Questions is losing two of its wonderful team members. Both Jen and Emma have decided to move on to bigger and better things. So, we wanted to give them a proper send-off by inviting them onto the show and quizzing them on a range of topics, including what it was like to start the podcast and to interview an ex-Prime Minister. Jen and Emma, welcome to Global Questions. Hey guys. Thank you. You've conducted so many interviews with so many different people. How does it now feel to be in the interviewee's chair? I'm like randomly nervous, but I know it's all stuff I know. (laughs) (laughs) It's a bit weird. Me too. I feel like I'm on a first date. (laughs) Yeah. Well, for any of our newer listeners out there, Jen and Emma are actually the founding members of Global Questions. So Jen, you started the podcast way back in May 2019 And Emma, you came on board as a co-host not long after. And over that time, you've steered Global Questions through four seasons. Does it feel strange to be leaving after all of that time? I definitely feel like I'm a mother that's sending off her child once they're turned like 18, like leaving the nest. That's how I feel. It's a bit of like, I feel like it's a lost limb, but I'm so excited to see what's going to come out of Global Questions to continue with. And I'm sure it's going to continue to be great content. Yeah, like it's like your child and you're like, oh, just remember to call once in a while and like check in, like I'm here if you need me. Like, <laughs> So I'm sure that many in our audience then are asking why, why are you leaving your child behind? <laughs> so what prompted the decision for both of you to leave? Emma, what about you? I am finishing my master's degree. It was also really challenging doing my master's and a full-time job and also the podcast. So I just felt that now that we've built a team, it was time for me to be able to step down, you know, understanding that there are some times that you have to let go. And what about you, Jen? I think it was mostly the fact that the team is so strong and like we have such a capable person to lead it as well. You, Josh, you're going to be taking over the role. But yeah, at the same time, I'm keen to kind of use um, my skills and delve into something else and try and see where that takes me. I felt that studying law full-time has been really hard to juggle with volunteer work. Yeah, for anyone out there who studied a law degree, you'll understand what Jen's talking about. It is (laughs) all-consuming. It's brutal out there. (laughs) So I'm really intrigued to hear more about what it was like to start the podcast. So let's rewind to 2019. COVID wasn't a thing. No one had heard of it. And it was around this time that you started to think about starting a podcast, Jen. What gave you the idea? Um, I had come off the back of a internship at like a climate startup for two months and in which I started a podcast there and we actually got to interview Adam Bant. So there was kind of like this idea around engaging young people and like educate them. So it was kind of similar. So there's a lot of young people out there who are interested in global affairs, but sometimes it can be so confusing and you just want to be able to listen to something and understand it fully. And then how did you come on board, Emma? I came across YDS, I would say early 2018. I was writing, I was an IR student at the time. I was doing my bachelor's at UNSW and 
as anybody in IR and politics knows, you write a bunch of papers and they kind of just sit there. You spend so much time writing. And I came across YDS and I sent them a, through a few of my assignments um, and they ended up getting published, which was really exciting. And then by the end of 2018, I really wanted to get more involved in publishing content with IDS. So I actually reached out to IDS and I said like, oh, I would really think it would be beneficial to have a podcast with YDS. And they came to me back to me and were like, actually, that is something that we're doing. And I don't know if it was called Global Questions already, but anyway, they were happy to bring me on board, which was great. And then kind of things just kicked off. So tell me about that process then. You meet up with Jen, not even sure what the podcast is named yet. How did you then take it to a podcast that's now publishing weekly? I spent probably six months trying to pull together in-depths and I had to interview all these people in person by myself um, not really knowing what I was doing and um, it was successful. Like the first person I ever interviewed was Julian Triggs and that was huge for me. Yeah. Can I just say that is a huge person to start off your podcasting career with. I'm just going to interview Julian Triggs. Incredible. You're telling me like she was the reason I chose to do arts at Melbourne and like she was just, she was a huge inspiration to me all through like high school and like my VCE period. So like I felt like it was meant to happen, like coming together, like I'm meeting Julian Trinks. I'm meant to be in this position. Like, this is my life now. Thank you. But it was so much work. Like I only post an episode like once every three weeks because it was literally just me. And it was me organizing interviews, outreaching, editing um, the podcast, like all that stuff. And I didn't know what I was doing, but (laughs) that's the fun of it as well. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Like I had to learn from scratch how to use audacity to to edit and you know doing outreach and as a listener you listen to this like edited uh audio piece that's put together in this I would hope listeners would think that is you know uh legitimate uh but back on the behind the scenes it's like I don't know like I'm just like a monkey just like oh how do I do this how do I do this like doing a thousand takes of the same questions uh, doing intros 50 times because my voice sounded weird in one in one spot or one word I couldn't get correct. So it's just like it was a lot of that. Now comes the fun part. I want to sort of pull back the curtain a bit and get some of the behind the scenes goss. What were your most memorable moments in creating Global Questions? Um, one of my favourites was when we had to do branding. So we have a fantastic member in YDS. Uh, her name is Kelly. And basically, I can't remember if we reached out to her or she reached out to us, but we were like, okay, we need to, you know, get proper branding for the podcast. As anybody would know, if you don't know a podcast yet, and if you're scrolling through Spotify, whatever platform you listen to podcasts, you usually choose based on how good they're logos are or what seems interesting or engaging and at the beginning we kind of didn't have that yet and so we had a session with Kelly and she basically assisted us in creating a proper branding for global questions and I think it was like a two-hour meeting where we were hyper-focused on different colors like gradients what it what we were trying to portray with our with our branding we were losing our minds like there was like different gradients of purple and we're like is purple too much? Should we do orange? Like, should we do green? Like, how do I make sure that this represents us in the best way possible? Because you're trying to portray 
essentially what global questions is in just an image, which is really hard when you're just starting a podcast and we're still figuring it out along the way. Yeah, you can't can't get the shade of purple wrong. Like that that matters. That'll turn off hundreds of listeners. <laughs> I've never thought about fonts ever before. Like that was the first time where I was like, fonts matter. Art matters. <laughs> um, I think a huge exciting moment for me was literally K Rod. <laughs> That was yeah. insane. Um, and I had reached out to K. Rudd in the midst of like um, him starting to come out about Murdoch and the media and all this stuff. And um, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to message him. Who knows? You never know. Slide a DM. Yeah. I just want to pick up on that phrase. Yeah. I'm just going to message him. I'm just going to message the former prime minister of Australia. He's my bestie, you know? <laughs> it's not every day you hear someone say that. Yeah, and like I'm not telling you how many other people I messaged, but still, but didn't get a response from. But we're just gonna focus on the highlights. So, <laughs> yeah, K Rod came back, and I was like, "This isn't real. Like, this isn't real." And then, yeah, they were like, "Here's a date." Obviously, it was gonna be online because it was last year. And then I got like rescheduled three times, and I was just like, "This isn't gonna go ahead." Like. There's no way you reschedule me a third time and it's going to work out. But um, lo and behold, it did. And we had an amazing discussion. And I was like, I've peaked. Like, there's no going up <laughs> from here. <laughs> like, were, were you nervous? Like, I would have been, like, shaking beforehand. I would have been that terrified. I put makeup on. Like, it was a Zoom. <laughs> so, I, feel like, I feel like that shouldn't that shouldn't dictate much. But I was like, it's a Zoom meeting and it's a former prime minister like I should put some makeup on in COVID like <laughs> Gen 2021 shoot your shot I was like show me your handball skills <laughs> um but essentially like yeah it was it was so nerve-wracking because his um secretary came on first and I got to actually chat with him and I was like oh like how did you kind of get into your role like you know I got to pick his brain a bit like I'm the type of person, like, when I see police, like, I get really scared. And, like, even though I'm not doing anything wrong. And he was like, oh, um, like, I just want to make sure. I'm just here to make sure that you don't ask any, like, edgy questions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Like, what if my question's edgy? But, like, no, they weren't. But, yeah, that was huge. Like, I think after that I was just like, this, this podcast has so much potential. And so I'm also intrigued to know out of all of the episodes that you've both hosted, what have been your favorite? My favorite episode was definitely the one I did with Amaboko and Nayonika Batakaria. Um, that was on the BLM movement. And why I loved it so much was at the height of it all. Um, I felt I felt really helpless. I felt really uneducated. I felt that I had a responsibility and a platform that I could discuss these issues with and I reached out to um, some friends that were activists in um, in different sectors that were related to to the BLM movement and they were super happy to have a conversation and it was also the first episode that we did where we had two uh, interviewees as well during one episode I, I just, I loved it because I felt that that podcast, it wasn't really structured. I, I pitched it and I think it was like within a week we recorded it and it was really, I really felt that it was a conversation. It was really frank. It was really honest. And it's the one that's marked me the most. And what about you, Jen? For me, I think Julian Triggs was crazy because it was also in person 
And like, I think I did a really good job, even though it was my first interview because there were such high stakes. <laughs> but another like other one, which I think was really interesting when we did security was with Bernard Caleri. And because mm. it wasn't really something that was being focused on because of COVID and because of like all the media hush hush, because media wasn't allowed into the courtroom. So no one could report on it. And then Bernard was coming out and saying stuff that he wasn't really allowed like there were certain things he wasn't allowed to say as the lawyer of Witness K, but he was coming out and he was trying to warn people and trying to like educate young people and he really wanted to use our platform to do that. In our Trailblazer episodes, which we've mentioned, we chat to other young people about their careers and their plans for their future and I think it's pretty clear from what we've talked about so far that both of you are Trailblazers too. So tell me, what does the future look like for both of you? Where do you want to go after this? I like don't really know, but like obviously something in law, but then at the same time, being a part of Global Questions makes me realize I want to do something creative. Like I want to be able to create things and change things. So as vague as that sounds, I don't know (laughs) how that will fit into the law industry, but I will find a way. And what about you, Emma? I'm very much like Jen. I think that my interests and where I want to go change constantly. So I started my bachelor's of IR and I was like really keen to get into politics. I did a few internships in politics, decided I hated politics because I felt like it was too bureaucratic. I very much am a creative and to feel that I couldn't get my point across, I just didn't like it. So doing my master's, I'm about to finish my master's of counterterrorism and cybersecurity. And I think that that's probably where I want to head to. I would probably see myself within the private sector, um, maybe doing something in intelligence, but catch me in future, be within intelligence, spying on you guys, you know, just going to be a little bit of of an international spy. (laughs) We've got a future high-flying corporate lawyer and a future spy right here on the show. (laughs) (laughs) You guys just won't know about it. I'm terrified. Emma, please, please don't find me. Well, Jen and Emma, it's been so great to chat. And I do want to say on behalf of all of our audience, a huge thank you to you both, because without you, Global Questions literally would not exist. So we're really going to miss having you around. I just want to thank everybody at Global Questions and the team that we have now, which is so fantastic and all the work that they've put in. And also to all of our listeners who have supported us. Um, I hope that you guys continue to love global questions as much as we all love global questions. And it's been such an honor to be able to be part of that. Yeah. I echo hundred percent what Emma said. Everyone in the team is so dedicated and we literally wouldn't have it where it is unless we had that team and had everyone with the same vision. So keen to put in as much work as Emma and I. So I'm just really keen to see where it goes. And yeah, Emma and I will be always here in the background. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have to find some excuse to get you both on the show again in the future. (laughs) Well, thank you both. And to all of our wonderful listeners out there, Global Questions will be taking a month's break as we redesign the podcast. And to all of those who filled out our listener survey, let me say a huge thank you. Your feedback has been so helpful and we're already making the changes that you've suggested. And if you haven't completed the survey, please do. There's a link in the episode description. But even though we'll be on a break, we've still got some content lined up for you. So over the next fortnight, we'll replay Jen and Emma's favourite interviews that they've just mentioned. And then when we come back for season five, things are going to sound fresh and exciting. So 
Make sure you've subscribed so that you're notified as soon as our newest episode comes out. On behalf of all of us here at Global Questions, thanks for listening and we'll be back soon.